Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Just Women Talking Shit with your host, Jacqueline Cotton. Jacqueline Cotton. Hello, beautiful souls. Jacqueline here. I just want to share a little bit about my story and why it is that I even became a coach because I've been a coach my whole life, but just wasn't getting paid for it. I feel like I was someone that people could like open up to even at a young age. I was always told that you're wise beyond your years. In the fourth grade, I remember writing this essay and my teacher, Mrs. Drinkwine, I'll never forget this. Shout out to Miss D. She told me that I had the wisdom of an 80 year old. I was taken back by it, but it was because I was going through so much shit as a kid. I remember being a, a very young person between the ages of eight and up until 19 because I left the home for good at 19. As a child, I remember my dad beating my mom up a lot. I remember sitting there clutching the phone with my brother and my sister who were just a few years younger than me, just waiting for the day that I had to call an ambulance or call the cops or something because I was just terrified that he was going to take it too far this time. And it was always the same thing. The next day she would be all beat up and bruised and one of the last times was whenever I was eight years old and he hit her so hard in the face and that side of her face was black and blue. And I remember one of the last straws that were pulled for me was at that age of eight, after spending an entire day at a cafe while he drank with this new friend he made, who was a complete stranger who he was convinced because he was so paranoid that this was someone in the CIA or the FBI or something, somebody undercover who was, if he did not take him home and make sure he got home, was going to follow him and do something to our family. So I remember a lot of paranoia as a kid. I remember a lot of domestic violence. I remember thinking that I was going to lose my mom at a young age. If she wasn't going to be killed by him, then she was going to do it herself. That is the image and the feeling in my body that I have whenever it comes in terms with my childhood. And at eight years old, in that very instance, we were riding in the back of our truck. We had one of those um, cab beds over it and we didn't have seats. He just threw us in the back while this stranger rode up front and we left and we were being sloshed around. And my little brother was no older than two. And I just remember looking at mama and saying, mom, even at eight years old, I think it's time we leave dad now. And she took that to heart. We left. We got out, took a little bit of money and left. And my next memories were my dad calling us and him just playing such mind games with me and scaring me to the point that I thought he was going to come kidnap me and take me away. The rest of my childhood, I really remember my mom playing catch up, catch up on all the memories she didn't get to make, catch up on all the fun she didn't get to have, catch up on the living that she didn't get to do because she had a baby at 17. Not that that's an excuse, but the next bit in my life, I just remember being so stressed out. I remember taking care of not one, but three kids because my mom had my brother and my sister with my dad and then she got pregnant. So then we had a new baby and then my grandparents overtook that, which was a big story later on. They tried to take her from us, which is crazy all on its own. Own some crazy shit is happening down south, y'all. <laughs> I don't fit in here. I don't fit in. And I'm, I'm sharing all this with you to let you know that the shit that you're going through is real. It's valid and that you don't need to hide it 
that you can share your story and make it a powerful thing and you can unbecome everything everyone has ever told you that you are or should have been. My teenage years are spent raising a family pretty much, arguing with my mom, developing extreme anxiety to the point that I start missing school. If I'm not missing school to take care of kids because she doesn't have daycare or she didn't come home from a binge, then I'm staying home because I'm so terrified of what people are going to say when I get to school because everybody knows what's going on except for me. We had a reputation and I was absolutely terrified. And so I spent the next years just finding ways to numb myself. Oh my gosh. Once I had sex, it was sex to numb myself. Once I started drinking, it was drinking to numb myself, right? Once I started having body image issues, I started binging and, and vomiting. I was bulimic. So I put myself through all these things, all this torture, as if I hadn't been through enough torture. And I blame myself for a lot. Fast forward to having a baby. I was on the road to becoming an alcoholic. I got a DUI. I became pregnant after that. And I decided that it wasn't worth it to have a good time. I was going to figure out what it felt like to feel and what it was like to be a mom. And I was going to change my life for the sake of my baby and for the sake of her father, who is no longer with us. That, that onset something in me. And although that he and I were not meant to be together, I know that we were meant to bring a life into this world. And it, I think that she saved me. I think that I would be dead by now. Fast forward to it doesn't work out with us. We won't talk about that relationship, but just know that it defined me in so many ways and it tested me in so many ways. And I'm so beyond grateful for that experience. But I got married. It was a crazy decision to do so, but I was convinced that he was my soulmate and that was his plan exactly. And so we followed through with the commitment of getting married just to find out that he was a complete narcissist, but he was a sociopath and um, he, he had multiple lives and made me think that I was broken and that I was crazy. I had to question, why do I keep finding myself in these relationships? Why do I keep finding myself with narcissists? Why am I not good enough? Why do I not feel like I'm good enough? And I realized because I was letting my past define me. Everything that I was told as a little girl, everything that I was made to believe, everything that I experienced, I was still holding on to all the way down to the core. And so I decided after the divorce and right before I met my current husband, that I was going to just fully tap into personal development mindset and I was going to uncover all of the shit that nobody wants to uncover no matter how bad it hurt. That's when I discovered the subconscious and how we can rewire it through the practice and the science of quantum physics, through hypnotherapy, through NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, through just mindset, personal development, through a lot of reading, a lot of workshops, a lot of meditating, a lot of journaling, a lot of just really tapping into my story, therapy even. And I even take an antidepressant. I wanted to discover what was me and what wasn't, what was borrowed and what was meant for me. And through the teachings of people like Mel Robbins, Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, I like Tony Robbins too. And who's the big one? Dr. Joe Dispenza. I learned that I can actually rewire my brain.
And when I did that, I broke up with the bad habits. I broke up with the old self-image. And I decided I get to determine who I am, regardless of what they put me through, regardless of the pain they caused, and regardless of the trauma that still lives in my body. It's my decision. Through addiction, through loss, through losing the father of my child, through losing relationships, through dying so many ego deaths, through making myself sick, through making others sick, through pushing others away, through just oh, all the hurt, angst, pain has come so much growth. And I'm beyond grateful that I didn't give up all the times I thought about giving up. All the times that I thought about ending my life, I'm so beyond grateful. And I just needed to share this with you to show you that this work that we're doing in spiritual support system is life-changing. And anyone who comes into any of these containers, I just want to say thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you from the bottom of my team's heart. But thank you for loving you.